Do you have an online business and you want it to grow? No, do you need it to grow? Awesome. Then listen to episode 28 right now. Welcome to Blair Radio, where every brand can be heard. Now, the voice behind the mic, James Shannon. All right, great. I I can't tell you how excited I am to bring you episode 28 of Blair Radio, Start Your Business and Be Heard. I am James Shannon, and today we have a guest who I find very, very entertaining. He is a digital marketer with many, many years of experience. Today, we talk about a lot of stuff like being able to pivot during these times, um, the mindset behind getting a website, SEO, and even one of my favorite movies as a kid, Willy Wonka. This is easily one of my favorite episodes to date, and I can't wait to share it with all of you. So here we go. Today's guest host businesses reach six figures monthly revenues and maintain a competitive advantage. He's a digital marketing specialist and business growth expert with over 20 years experience working as a project manager for several marketing agencies and 10 years experience as a certified small business mentor for SCORE. He's also the author of The Road to Digital Marketing Profits. He is David Summerfleck. David, thanks for being today's guest. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Um, I appreciate that. I, I hope you're doing well, and I hope your listeners are doing well, you know, considering the times that we find ourselves in. Yeah, it's a very tough time. I've, I never thought that I would see this or something like this in my life. It's uh, very difficult. Yeah, it is. It's very challenging for everyone, regardless of your perspective. If you're a wealthy person, you know, you're losing money unless you're a really, really smart investor. And the poor are going to get hit harder than anyone else, as is always the case. Mm-hmm. And if you're a middle class or middle income person, then you're probably, you know, trying to figure out what, where do I get food? How do I pay my rent or my mortgage? How do I take care of these kids, you know, given what's going on? So uh, like I was saying before we began the podcast, I try to be apolitical unless it is a political podcast or interview. But I, I do think that these are times in which, you know, we, we need to think before we leave. We need yeah. to be de- deliberate about what we do. And that goes certainly for business as well as for other things. I definitely want to get into your business, but I, I want to know a little bit about you before the business. Um, what did sure. you want to be when you were growing up? Oh, man. I don't know how long your podcast is, but I'll, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, when I was a little kid, I used to watch The Lone Ranger on TV. and I used to watch all the old shows, The Green Hornet and Alfred Hitchcock and everything. And I always admired people who, the men, of course, I would look at the male figures. I always admired the men who were calm, cool, and steady and confident, but didn't let you know it, that were slick and calm and cool and mellow. And, you know, they could be gentle and, 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 you know, wimpy by today's standards. But by the end of the hour, they got you one way or the other. You know, Columbo always acted like he was a fool. 
But then by the end of it, he's like, look, I know you did it. I got the proof right here. Uh, you know, bring in the cops to take you away. You know, and yet Kung Fu, you know, was, was so, uh, you know, weak and wimpy and so chill and mild and everything, you know, but meanwhile, he could crack your, your neck, you know, <laughs> and Bruce Lee, you know, the, the very tiny guy by comparison to Americans, but could move, you know, faster than you could blink. I always admired all that. So I grew up watching those guys on TV and I always admired them tremendously. So, you know, I said, well, when I grow up, I want to be someone who can be creative and smart, but also try to make a positive impact. So that was who I wanted to be. You know, I went to college and studied to be a writer. I got a degree in English with an emphasis in creative writing. I graduated and discovered there were no jobs that paid a decent livable wage. You could work as a writer or a reporter, but you would not make enough money to live comfortably. Mm -hmm. So then I started studying programming and web design and basic SEO back in the, in the mid nineties, the internet was still starting off. You know, Yahoo was the shizzle as they say. Yes. And um, Excite and Alta Vista, and you could hack SEO pretty easily. Building a, a website would take weeks, if not months, to do something that looked professional. So, you know, I started learning that and then started working working for several marketing and advertising agencies. And I did that for like 20 years or more. And in between that experience, I worked as a teacher and a college professor and a college administrator and other positions behind the scenes. So I'm very, very blessed now that, knock on wood, a praise to the big man upstairs, I don't have to go bust my gut if I don't want to. So what I do now is I work with one client or two at a time who legitimately, truly need to grow and want to grow. And they want to play footsie or they're confused about what to do or they don't want to do anything or whatever. I just say, well, God bless you. You We're not a good fit. I'm not going to chase after you anymore. And I neglected to say I was a volunteer certified small business mentor for an organization called SCORE, which is a division of the United States Small Business Administration or SBA. I was a mentor for them off and on for about 10 years. And after all that time, I said, you know what? I think I have enough confidence at this point to go solo. And it coincided with just saying, I'm so blessed. I don't need to go and, and, and do things unless I really want to. Wow, that is a ton of experience. You said that you work with one or two clients at a time. Is that by choice? Is that just like... By choice now. And, and yeah, it's a lot of experience if I look at it in context. You know, I always say that's why I'm bald headed. You know, I wasn't born bald, you know. <laughs> I had thick curly hair when I was a kid. And then I always joke and say, well, I started getting these things called bills in the mail. And the next thing you know, I looked at Isaac Hayes and said, look, if he can do it, and he's got a little belly. I looked at him and said, if he can do it, I can do it. I haven't got to that point yet. I don't know if I can pull off a ball head as, as well as you and Isaac Hayes. You look like you could do it judging from your photo. You look like you could handle it. You know, maybe put on a little bit of weight, you know, eat some more pizza or something, you know, and you could carry it. I'm actually about to order some pizza after this. I love pizza. <laughs> spray down that box when you get it, okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Most definitely. 
So now you do digital marketing. How can yes. a business benefit from digital marketing? How can you not? That's what I say. Yeah, I talk to business owners all the time, and I do have a podcast of my own. I have two podcasts that honestly I kind of felt ambivalent about, so I took a break from them, and I just could not find enough people to be guests on them, so I stopped doing them for a while. But one of them is helping small business owners who are stuck. It's basically like this. If you are in a position where you want to grow and you need to grow, and you're committed to it, digital marketing can help you. And it can help you exponentially. The more you put in, the more it can help you grow. If you're at a place where it is a hobby and you're not fully committed, you're not all in, then it's not for you. And you can end up doing more harm than good with it. So the majority of people, what they do is they'll go to Wix or Weebly or Squarespace or Vistaprint or whatever, and they end up with these hack job websites Mm -hmm. that really don't look professional. If anything, they look unprofessional. It doesn't look good when you have a website that's halfway completed or doesn't work on my phone or has ads for your competitors all over it or big ads all over it to say, get your free website here. That doesn't look serious. It looks scary to people who are smart shoppers. And let's get real. Why would I patronize a a business website like that when I can go to Amazon or eBay or Etsy or someplace that's established? If I don't see the green lock, I'm not doing it. And most people, I think, are like that today. And that's statistically something like 99.9% of small businesses and startups go under within 16 months or less. Wow. Now, of those that remain, most will go under within three years. Now, the good thing is that statistically, those that make it to the five-year mark have a much, much greater chance of surviving because they've already learned their lessons. But most are going to go under within 16 months to three years. And that's why the Small Business Administration was formed approximately 50 years ago, because they knew that. And they knew that small businesses were the backbone of America. Most businesses are small businesses, but the odds are against them. And now, listen, the odds were against them before with trickle-down economics and everything. The odds were against them before. And now the odds are against them overwhelmingly because small businesses now are going under faster than anyone can keep track of. If you can survive, it's a miracle. So now is the time for small business owners specifically and entrepreneurs and service providers to pivot. You know, when I was younger, I took Aikido. And Aikido is a more gentle form of martial arts where you turn to redirect the other person's movements and use them against the other person. So you would have to move and shift your body weight. I'm tall and skinny. I'm not the biggest guy in the world. So to handle, you know, someone coming towards you, you have to redirect their energy. Mm-hmm. And you have to do that in business. You have to do that in your personal life. And in your relationships, know when and how to pivot. And right now, businesses need to pivot if they're going to survive. If it's a hobby and you just do it for for fun, it doesn't matter. 
for a lot of nonprofit organizations, it doesn't matter for them because they get their money through very wealthy donors or through specific grants. So they can be very disorganized. They can work from a very chaotic perspective. As much as I love the church, I don't really want to work for the church. I've tried to help churches in the past and nonprofit organizations because I felt very sincerely, very deeply for what they said their mission was, but I could never help them because they would always say, well, everything you do for me has to be free. Everything is run by volunteers. So I'm going to delegate. I'm going to ask you to talk to my volunteer who doesn't get paid and they work one day a week or something. I I can't work like this. You're not committed to this or you get paid regardless. There's no, you can't run a business like that. Right. Right. So now is the time to pivot and small business owners can use digital marketing like never before. Every service provider, you name it, should and could be delivering things and services to your front door. If you're a barber, you know, you should be having video, you know, videos where you show people how to trim their own beards or do their own haircuts from home. You should be offering to come to people's homes. You put on the mask and the gloves and you give people a haircut in their garage or something. You know, that's what how they used to do it old school. And, and they do it in some of the big cities. They have mobile units where they'll come to your house and, and do your, your haircut and everything so you feel like a human, you know, come into the van and do it. Now is the time to dust that off and do it. Yoga studios are doing yoga classes online. Mm. You know, a plumber can show you. You can take out your phone and you can show the plumber. Here's the problem, guy. Look at my sink. Okay, here's a photo. They can tell you, okay, I'm going to show you on video now how to fix it. Everybody should be using video to conference and consult with their clients. They could deliver things to your front door. I read recently about a local restaurant in my area that is going out of business. Nobody's going to the restaurant to eat, right? Right. So they said, look, we'll bring the food to the curb. Come pick it up. Guess what? Now we'll bring it to your front door because we want money. Now they said, guess what? The restaurant distributors, the food distributors rather, bring so much food to our restaurant now, but we don't have the people coming in. Sales are dropping. We will sell you the food in bulk that they bring to us at a slight markup. So if you can't get the food you want at Costco or Walmart now, you can't. You can drive to them. Order the food by phone or online. We'll bring it out to your car for extra ten bucks. We'll bring it to your front door. You have to pivot and change with the times. If you're married and you love and adore your your spouse as I do, you give them time. You you go uh, uh, read somewhere or something. You divvy up the time so you don't get on each other's nerves. If you have kids, you give them work to do. You watch the great courses on TV on the Roku or whatever. You think out of the box. And that's what you must do. So that's a long-winded answer to your question. It's a great answer because YouTube is the second largest search engine on the internet. Yes. Everybody's at home searching on the internet. And if you can't be found on there, then what yeah. are you doing? And most people don't use it. You know, if I go drive down the main street in where I live, the overwhelming statistical majority of small businesses don't have websites. 
if they do, there are these, these cheap knockoff freebie websites from wherever that don't look professional. If you tell them they should invest, they won't do it or they don't understand where everything should be $10 or whatever, you know, which is just insane. And that's not how you budget. If you want to put an ad in a newspaper, they're not going to talk to you for a hundred dollars. No, you know, they'll hang up on you. When I advertised in newspapers for my businesses a couple years ago, it was 1500 bucks to put an ad in the newspaper for a few weeks. If you wanted to run it for a couple months, it would be several grand. Why is it people think they could get a professional website and be number one in Google for less than that? It's because they don't know any better. They don't know any better. And they see all these ads telling them that they could get websites for free and they believe it. And what I never understood is don't be a chump. If you're not willing to to put money into your own business, why you want me to put money into your business? Right. Thank you. And the answer to that, the short answer is they don't believe in it. Right. They're not committed to it. It's an idea. I had so many people call me when I was a a business mentor for SCORE. I had so many people calling me, they couldn't keep track of it. So they said, well, now you're responsible for keeping track of it because we can't do it. And I'm like, it's not my job. I ain't getting paid for this. So I'm getting four or five emails every day, three or four phone calls every day from other people and other mentors referring them to me. And it was always the same. I have an idea for a business, but I don't want to spend any money until it takes off. I mean, you know, I want to date you until I see if you're, you know, if it works out or that's not how you do things. Figure out your business plan and your unique selling proposition and how you will compete with larger businesses that could literally eat your lunch Mm -hmm. and whoop you. Think about how you will compete with them first, then make a commitment that, you know, hey, I'm going to spend a couple grand on this. I'm going to work with an experienced, very serious-minded professional, and I'm going to execute this. And if you can't afford to do that or you don't want to do it, then it's not for you. It's time to go read some books and study. You know, I didn't start my first business until I had done it for at least several years and done a lot of research. And even then it failed. My first business failed horribly. It was a terrible, humiliating disaster, man. It went down in flames. It was a horrible, horrible thing. It was awful. It was very stressful. You know, we did it for several years. It was a mediation nonprofit organization. I was very sincere, very heartfelt. I legitimately wanted to help people who were in need. Mediation, is that how you got onto Judge Judy? I was never on Judge Judy, thank God. She, I mean, she would have eaten me alive. I'd never do that. No, that was a case that was actually scheduled. I was mediating small claims court cases, the city and county of Denver, Colorado, as well as Jefferson County courts and in private consultation as well for quite some time. And also through a couple of other organizations too. So I was getting referrals to them. And anyway, I met with this couple and all they did was fight. They couldn't even look at each other and blink an eye without fighting and say, what did you mean by that woman? And so on. It was like Jerry Springer. They could not stop fighting. Not for a second. And there was a poor little child who was caught in the middle of that. And um, they showed me a letter from Judge Judy, uh, from the producers of Judge Judy, saying that they were welcome to 
come and be on the television program. And the, the Judge Judy producers would pay for their airfare, put them up in a nice hotel. And I said, look, I've about had it with both of you. You got a child, you know, child's mental and psychological welfare, his emotional well-being is on the line. And they're very, very raw at this age. They're like little tape recorders. They remember everything you say and do for the rest mm-hmm. of their lives. Whether you mean it or not, you're being emotionally abusive because all you do is fight and argue constantly. And you've told me this as much. I've got it in writing. I've got the court records here. All you do is fight. You can go to Judge Judy and see how she'll handle it, or you can negotiate it with me. I'll listen to both sides separately, independently, and together again, and we'll work out a contract that both parties can agree to and work out visitation and everything. Or you can go to her and see if she wants to listen to to your nonsense, <laughs> basically. And, and you're going to be on international television right. at the same time and be the fool on TV. You decide. So they, they went out and they're like, you know what? And I said, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> and, you know, when I mediated cases for the court system, I always had a corporate attorney or another lawyer of opposite gender with me to make sure that everything was done on, completely on the up and up. Yeah, that was that particular case. And, you know, I, I was flabbergasted by that. Yeah, that was my first business. And after several years, it was so stressful. We were barely keeping it afloat. And one day my wife came in and said, you know, I'm tired of doing the bookkeeping for this nonsense. You know, it's time for you to take it behind the shed and put it out of its misery and decide if you want to do a second business after that and do something you can run on your own. I will support you and I'll do the taxes and everything. But that's it. So I said, okay. You need to re- listen to your wife. So I said, yeah, that's fine, honey. And I thought about it. And a year later, I said, I'm going to start a small digital marketing agency. And I'll use a group of four or five freelancers. And we'll start helping small business owners and entrepreneurs and start leveling what is called enterprise level digital marketing for small business owners. For small business owners, would you recommend that they write blogs? Like, do people even still write blogs? Like, oh yeah, are you kidding? Absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, there was. In fact, there is a blog post that was all over Google News maybe a month or two ago. Because I remember I read this when I was eating out somewhere with my wife, so it was maybe a month or two ago. And it basically, this guy was. It was a technician of some kind. I can't remember what he did exactly. It was like HVAC or something. And he had a blog where he wrote every day. And he said that he had blogged every day for like two years, maybe three. And he said he saw nothing, nothing for like two years. But he went by faith, not by sight. And he said after about two years, he noticed his website started getting like 100 visits every day. He started getting emails and phone calls from people he didn't even want. And he was getting overwhelmed with it. So he said, yeah. He said, I I write every day. And he does a video once a week. And he said, of course, I don't do as many videos as I probably should because I feel like I'm not as, you know, as as handsome a man as you are. I'm not Brad Pitt. You know, I'm I'm self-conscious. 
So I always kind of feel like, well, I don't know. People don't really want to see me on video. But then I see guys like Danny DeVito and everything. And I'm like, hey, just be yourself. Yeah. Um, I probably curse more than I would uh, in, in real life than I do in video and on podcasts. But the, the short answer to your question is yes, absolutely. The long answer is basically what you have to do is look at look at it and say Google is basically a search engine. So what it does is it looks for content that it can index. And content at the end of the day is the written word. Now, if you write and you try to write, you know, intelligently, artistically, or, you know, in a creative manner, you enjoy writing and you link to other people's blogs and other people's videos and other people's comments on other sites and other blog forums and so on. And you do that in a natural, relaxed way that's organic. Google can detect that. It can detect when you try to game the system. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it does. And the more content you put out there, the more it picks that up. It will connect it to your site. If you try to rig it or something, it will detect it by looking at the volume and the repetition and say, you know, hey, come on. I remember um, a while ago I had a competitor and he was very opposite from me. He was a big, 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 heavy guy. Really, I don't want to say loud mouth, but close to that. You know, very loud, gregarious guy. You know, the kind of guy you're likely to meet in a bar. And he would meet most of his clients at bars. And he was a competitor of mine. He had a small agency that he was in charge of and had a team of freelancers he worked with. And one day he calls me out of the blue and, and his exact words were, you beautiful bastard. And I said, who is this? Who do you think you're talking to? And he, he told me who he was. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, all right. You know, I knew who he was and I liked him because of his personality. You know, I he had to do it. And I said, what's going on? He said, you're number one in Google in Denver, Colorado, which is very competitive for digital marketing. And he said, how'd you do it? And I said, what are you talking about, man? I don't look at Google every day. I can't take it. Too much stress. He said, yeah, you're number one in Google for, for, for digital marketing agencies in Denver, Colorado. How did you do it? When there are multi-million dollar corporate agencies downtown that are spending, you know, 10 grand a day in, in ad revenue, how did you, you do it? And I said, well, the only thing I can think of is I've been messing around with my one website every day, adding blog posts, writing content, trying to improve things, tinkering around with it and adding things to it, taking things away and, and studying competitors. And he said, well, it looks like it worked, man. Let me know if you need any help. And I said, yeah, I sure will. You know, even though he was a competitor because we got along and he was, you know, kind of a silly, good natured guy, I couldn't help but like him and we right. communicated. So the the long answer to that is yes, absolutely. And I've rebranded recently. Uh, so I only have like 44, 45 blog posts on my own website. My wife has one and she has like 200 blog posts on hers. Oh, wow. And she doesn't even write for business. She writes for her own expression. And she's getting hits every day from places all over the world. If I look at her website and I log in and look at who's visiting it, I can see people from from India, from China, from Russia, all over the world. And she just does it to express herself. That's wonderful. Yeah. And so for a business, 
Imagine if you can take money internationally and you can offer services online and you can do video consulting or you can, you know, respond to people right away and you can sell digital downloads and ebooks and, and do video consultations and you can book consultations and charge people for different levels and all of that. You could be working 24 seven. The framework is out there. It's up to the business owner to be able to pivot and not just be able, but willing and have a need and a hunger. So how do we find a good digital marketer? Like for instance, so I, I belong to a lot of Facebook groups and there's so many of them and yeah. it's hard to find the legit ones because there's so many fraud. Oh, I don't want to call them fraud. Yes. For call them frauds, man. Call it what it is. I call them shysters, con artists, reprobates. People should be ashamed of themselves. I call, I use the term yes. neighborhood hobbyist. I mean, I could tell you stories literally for like the next 48 hours of scammers and shysters and con artists and people who have been business owners who tried to get over on me, who have worked with other hobbyists and got burned horribly and went under as a result. And the stories go on and on and on from the two colliding. If you have a cheap, uncommitted business owner and an amateur hobbyist who just needs the money or doesn't care, and the two collide, you got dumb, meat and dumber. So let's answer your question. You can tell the people who are experienced, professional, and serious and committed to this from the con artists or the hobbyists, because let's, let's be honest, a lot of the hobbyists are not ill-intended people. But here's the thing. I mean, if you're in China, if you're in Russia, um, or even areas like in areas in Latin America, if you offer on websites like Fiverr or Upwork, you can offer to build a website for $5. And that's enough for them to get a bowl of rice and they can survive for another day. They'll say and do whatever they need to do to get the food that they need to survive. That's not their fault. They're trying to make ends meet. And my heart goes out to them because it's wrong. However, from the client's perspective, you should be discerning enough to say, no, I'm going to be one of the people who's committed and, and equally serious about this. I don't want to go to a dentist who you know, has a bogus degree or doesn't have experience or can't see or some nonsense like that. I don't want to work with a, a digital marketer who just doesn't know what they're doing. So here's how you tell. Do they have references? and testimonials from people you can verify. Now, why people won't do this, I don't know. Maybe they don't care or they look at the cheap price. But what you got to understand is there's cost and then there's value. So how much does it cost you to lose your business or have to repeat something multiple times? You know, when I was a, a kid, I had a friend who was a bodybuilder and he was a big dumb guy, but he's sweet as the day is long. And I remember he bought a $50 motorcycle and he, uh, he a little tiny thing. I forget what they call it, like a little kit motorcycle. He rode it around the neighborhood for like a week and then it stopped running. He couldn't find the guy who sold it to him. The guy took off or left town, right? My friend was a big bodybuilder with scars and tattoos all over him. You didn't want to mess with him. But he was a dumb guy. He was a nice, sweet, good-natured guy, but it was a dumb mistake to make. So you get out what you're willing to put in, in relationships, in business, and in life. So you want to look for verifiable references or testimonials. I have them on my own website, very clear. First name, last name, 
photograph. Who is this person? Here's their first name and last name. In some cases, they even have their email address and their phone numbers. I mean, what more do you want? You know, if people ask me, can you give me references? I'll say, sure. Here's two or three you can call or email right away. Don't harass them, but they will answer, you know, one or two questions or give you a reference. They'll have real verifiable testimonials from real people. Scam artists won't have that. Real professionals will require that you sign a contract and they'll want to go over it with you in person or by video because they want to make sure you understand it. Most people won't read Mm -hmm. contracts. You know that most people will not read contracts. So you got to go over it with them and say, look, here's how I work. It's in my contract. So in my contract, I state very clearly, here's how I make design decisions. This is why I don't let people make endless revisions. This is how I, I do what I do. This is how I pick your design is based on larger, more successful, more profitable competitors. Hello, I don't leave anything to chance. This is how I charge. If you don't understand how budget should be worked out, I will explain it. Just like I said previously, if you want to put an ad in a newspaper, here's what it costs. If you want to put an ad on a radio station, here's what it will cost. If you want to work with Google, this is what they will charge you. And in all cases, the amount of money is almost always very, very similar. It's a couple of grand to get started. Mm-hmm. Anything less than that, they're not going to take you seriously. They're going to tell you, look, we could love you, but we can't work with you because we have bills to pay just like you. So those are the starting points, realistic budgets, references and testimonials, looking for case studies, looking for portfolio. Have you worked for, for other businesses? How have you helped them? A professional will ask you, what are your goals and objectives in business? What are you trying to get done and why? Because I need to know if it makes sense. Maybe I have more business experience and I want to look at this and say, well, what's your business plan for increasing this? Because I need to know if I'm going to help you. If you come to me and say, I just have a business and I want to make a million dollars as quickly as possible. I just say, we're, we're not a good fit. Yeah, like, okay. We're not a good fit. I'd like to fight Mike Tyson, but I never got that to that point. So, you know, come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah, you need a bazooka even now. Even now, you better be quick on the trigger if you're going to take out Mike. He can still knock you out even in, in where he is yeah. now. So that's my point. Those are some of the ways that you can tell a professional from an amateur. And I also have blog posts about this very topic on my own website. And I wrote a book. And, you know, people don't have to buy it. If you buy it, great. If you don't want to buy it, don't. But I wrote the book because I was getting so many of the same questions for so long. I thought, Let me just put together a workbook that takes you from Jump Street and just assumes that you don't know how to tell. So how am I going to take you from point A to point B in a gentle, understanding way and kind of show you here's how to get from pulling out of your driveway to getting to your destination in terms of digital marketing? So I call it the road to digital marketing profits. And I show people driving on the cover and I show roadmaps and I talk about detours and, 
you know, hijackers and people trying to get you to pull over so they can, you know, jump you and so on. And that's what these situations are like. So far, I've had a a few reviews and I was so nervous because I'm like, oh God, what if I get a negative review? Because this is really heartfelt for me. Yeah. And, you know, I wrote every word of it and, you know, you're really trying to help people and you really hope that it's good. You know, it's your baby. You want it to be as good as you can get it. And you can't keep editing it every single day. You know, I could keep adding to it indefinitely. So the first reviews were, were, were really great five-star reviews. So I'm like, okay, this is, some people have got it so far. So that's really, really good. But those are some of the ways that you can tell uh, shysters and con artists or hobbyists or people who are just desperate to get a bowl of rice. Speaking of your book, you you also wrote Bloom and Groom. Well, it's coming out soon, right? Yeah, I haven't finished it yet. Bloom and Grow, I'm sorry. Bloom and Grow. I wanted to write something because the problem with digital marketing is you can't hold it in your hand. So when I would talk to business owners and entrepreneurs and startup founders and nonprofit people, I'm trying to explain to them SEO and e-commerce. And they're like, well, what, what is e-commerce? Is that a payment gateway? Is it uh, taking money online? Is that uh, uh, Shopify? Or there's so many different ways. Is that Stripe? You're talking about tools. You're not talking about the concept and how it can be used. E-commerce is taking money. Do you like money? I do. <laughs> you know, every business owner should be taking money on their websites, but most right. don't. If you look up a local lawyer, they don't take money online. Doctors, they won't let you make appointments online and they won't let you pay online. It's true. Most businesses won't deliver to your door even today. COVID-19, they won't bring it to your door. They won't even try. So it's something I'm very, very passionate about. But I found that I was talking about tools and trying to explain abstract concepts to people. So I wanted to write another book that would try to break it down and make it really simple but fun. So I thought, how can I make something like the old Willy Wonka with Gene Wilder? Remember that? Yes, yes, the old one. It was a little bit morbid. I preferred the older one because it was kind of creepy where, you know, Augustus Galoop was this great, big, enormous, obese boy who just like, I want more chocolate, mommy. Feed me more, more, more. Well, how much is enough? <laughs> how much is enough? Enough, Augustus Galoop? There is never enough. The boy has to keep eating. And then there was the girl who kept chewing bubble gum and was disrespectful to people, remember? Oh, yeah, and she blew up. And then she blew up, and the little Oompa Loompas are looking at her and shaking their heads, and they're like, you haven't learned the lessons that the Oompa Loompas know. Be humble, quiet respectful. If you know something and you see some fool doing it, shake your head. Try to offer them help one time. If they don't want to hear it, shake your head and just go, all right, I did try. God knows my conscience. God knows I tried. I can't make you do what you don't want to do. So now it's time to move on. And I look at that with business owners. I'll try to help you one time and I'll be very sincere and honest and I'll bless you up and down. But if you can't see it, or you want to fight and argue, look, I'm not getting my blood pressure up. You got to go. So I wanted, I wanted to write a book like that, that would have stories about people making, you know, 
horrific mistakes and kind of illustrate points through the story. So it's the idea of someone working in a garden and kind of encountering different scenarios. And then by the end of the book, you're like, oh, okay, I think I see how these all come together now. I think I get what he's trying to say. So the the problem with that is I keep going back and rewriting it and adding more and trying to think of more stories and how can I make the examples better? You know, and you can drive yourself bonkers like that. So I probably just need to just do it and get over with. And then it is what it is. You know, you're going to either like it or you won't. But that's my second one I'm working on. And then after that, I probably just need to take a break and write some some gothic horror stories or something. <laughs> gothic horror stories. You know, or some science fiction or something. I'm I'm ready to be Rip Van Winkle right now. I've always wanted to be, you know, I've always been kind of a, a there's part of me that loves being on podcasts and speaking at virtual summits. And, you know, I've been to many, many conferences. And I've spoken to many, many different uh, business groups and given presentations like crazy. And I always loved it. But now, obviously, you really can't do that unless you put your health at risk. And so part of me still enjoys doing that. But there's another part of me that says, you know what? Yeah, maybe the big man's trying to tell you something. You need to read more and get back to basics. And just, you know, live off of whatever, you know, beans and rice and grow your beard and, and just get back to basics while you were put here. Yeah, I noticed you, you shaved the beard. I had to because I couldn't wear those N95 masks and go get groceries. And it's the truth. Before you could order groceries online and you would have to go outside and sign for it or meet the driver in person. And, you know, I had a couple of masks from doing work around the house or whatever. And so when this hit, I was like, well, thank God I've got them. So uh, you couldn't, you can't wear that mask with a, a big old goatee or, you know, something like that. What's the point? So now if I let it grow back in, it's going to be white like Moses. And then I start getting some of the salt and pepper. <laughs> I don't want to look like Moses, the lawgiver. So I'm going to shave it off in, until I'm done with podcasting for a while. <laughs> Speaking of the coronavirus, do you think businesses can recover from the effects of the coronavirus? I think they can prosper right now. And I do think that they will eventually recover. I mean, I don't know what to say about what our leadership is doing without getting political. So that may not be advisable. Uh, I'll let you decide for that. But um, I think businesses definitely can prosper now. And I do think businesses will recover, but I think it's going to be a long, tough road. It's going to be probably a lot of governors in several states have said, we don't want people going out of their homes until June, till the end of June. Some are saying you can go out of your house right now if you want. We don't care, which I think is dangerously foolish, strictly from a scientific standpoint. I think it's irresponsible. I think they're looking at the economy or their own uh, reelection chances and keeping their gravy jobs. I think it's dangerous and foolish to do that to people. There are good people out there, Republicans and Democrats and independents who are dying right now. And they don't know why. They don't know what's going on. They go to the doctor. The doctors are overwhelmed. They can't get masks. They can't get gloves. They can't get food. It's just wrong. If you can stay home, stay the F home, like Samuel Jackson said, 
If you have loved ones you care about, stay the F home, watch Netflix, relax, read some books, take some online courses. If there is anybody out there in the world who cannot find free online courses and free books to read or whatever, brother, I'll send them to you. Brother and sister, I'll send them to you, okay? Because it just is no business doing that. There's a fantastic website called openculture.com or .org or whatever. that They have a million free online courses and free books and, and movies and everything else that you can do online. Great website for children and adults. I got so many doggone free courses, I can't even take them all. I got stacks of books I could show you. I've got a stack of books as long as my leg right now. Stephen King, Philip K. Dick. Arthur Clark, uh, some books on philosophy, you know, the autobiography of Malcolm X. I've got the works of Buddha. You know, I've got all these books to read. What can someone at a networking group tell me that's more than that? There's definitely a lot you can do just sitting at home. I was just on Facebook. I'm all over social media. I mean, anybody can find me. Uh, there's an old movie, uh, an old action movie called Hide in Plain Sight. I hide in plain sight. If you are a hacker or a spammer, listen to me. I love you. Please leave me alone. I don't want no trouble with you, okay? But I hide in plain sight specifically so I can try to help people express myself, answer questions, and do what I can do. I'm not out to harm anybody. I don't mean anybody any ill will. I respect my hacker brothers and sisters. Don't come after me. I don't want anything to do with you guys. Okay. <laughs> I, I know about people in anonymous and everything. I want nothing with, from you. It's like when I was a kid, I used to walk outside and see gangs. And I say, look, uh, uh, no tengo problema. You know, I, no tengo dinero. I don't have no any money. I don't have any problems. Mucho respect. Okay. I'm going to my own brother. <laughs> I, and I can break out your Jackie Chan. Leave me alone, okay? But I'm on social media, and I answer people's questions. If you have a question for me, I'm easy to find. I'm happy to try to help. After two or three, I wish you well and go on my own. And, you know, I love science fiction and horror and business programs, and I love to read. And I, you know, I told my wife the other day, I said, you know what? I think it's time for me to watch uh Highway to Heaven, old schmaltzy TV show, you know. But I, I, you know what? I'm going to watch Highway to Heaven. I need to listen to T.D. Jakes or, or Joel Osteen, you know. And I may have my doubts about them and, you know, how they run their business or something from time to time. I might be a little skeptical or whatever. But sometimes we all need a positive message, whether it's Buddhism or Christianity, or, or whatever the religious is, or even agnosticism, because if you are an agnostic, you have every right to believe in that. And then you want to look at something that would be positive and uplifting for you and look at good you know, news that's encouraging for you. So do what you can to build yourself up. And if you're a business owner, do what you can to change course while you can. If, if you're in a position that you can do it, and really, truly want and need to do it. And spending a few grand is not that big a deal. And if you're someone who just wants some advice or, or something like that, I do free half-hour consultations by uh, video conference. I do do that. Well, where can they find you? What's the best place? Sure, dms.blue.
Can I can't make it more simple than that? People don't believe that it's a real website address. To be honest with you, when I first saw it, I was like, that can't be his top level domain. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it every day. And I get like, I feel like, well, man, why did I pick it now? I'm sorry I picked it. But it, it is me. I noticed, though, that everything's blue. Like right now, I'm looking at you with the the, the blue headphones, the, the blue shirt, the blue, everything's blue. I was like, oh, is this part of his branding? Like, or is it because blue is a strong business color and stable color? And um, It's all of the above. I was never someone who was a really sharp dresser, you know, when I used really? to go, when I, before I met my wife, cause she opened my eyes in, in so many ways in, in my heart. But before I met her, you know, I'd used to go club hopping. I would always go with someone who could fight really good. Cause I'm a tall, skinny, whippy guy, you know, <laughs> I'm just there to talk about love. I don't want to fight. So I'd always bring some really tough guy with me. And the deal was I'd pay for your food and drinks, you know, and you'd take care of the knuckleheads. And I'd never knew how to dress very well. And one day my wife just said, well, look, uh, if you're going to, to work at this agency or do speak at this presentation or what have you, just pick one color that you really like and just wear that. Go get the suit, go get the tie. Just wear one color, you're going to look really slick. So I said, you know what? I listened to you. I, I'm going to do it. And I said, I like blue because it's all these different shades. Psychologically, scientists have, have found that blue makes people feel calm and relaxed. The sky is blue. The ocean is blue. You think of blue, you feel, oh, okay, it's going to work out. So I just said, I'm going to get every kind of different shade blue that there is. And I used to wear contact lenses. So now I just wear glasses and just like, you know, hey, it is what it is. But they're all going to be blue. And I did a website and a whole digital marketing plan and reboot for an optician. And part of our deal was 50% pay, 50% glasses. You must give me five grand worth of glasses for my wife and myself. And the, the other amount will be payment. So she's like, oh, that's okay. We can work with that because we get the glasses, you know, at wholesale. We can do that. I said, I, I don't care how you do it. Right. <laughs> as long as they don't break when I wear them. So I got like 10 pairs of blue glasses for me. Got about, I don't know how many purple ones for my wife. And then I got a couple of blue suits and everything. And that's just where I, what I wear. So DMS.blue is my website. It is my, my initials. It's what I do is a digital marketing specialist. You know, I can say digital marketing solutions. So it's my initials. It's what I do. And it's my favorite color. So it literally is who I am. That's creative. And so, it, you know, when people say, well, what's your business? Well, it's digital marketing specialists or it's digital marketing solutions. And it's DMS.blue. And it's my initials. It's what I do. It's not that complicated. So when I show people my, my business card is DMS.blue. I should get a ball cap. This is DMS.blue. Yeah. But but I like the power of simplicity and directness, and it's authentic. And, you know, I, I make no bones about it. I don't try to be what something that I'm not. I don't tell people I have 50 employees. If you're a big mega corporation, I'm not for you. If you are, you know, you have too much work, you're more work than I would want. Could I make recommendations or outsource it or put together a team or something? Probably, yeah. But if you're a small business owner or mid-level uh, business or entrepreneur, and you want to grow quickly and exponentially, you're my kind of person. 
because I can work with that. You're not going to have more than 10 employees or whatever. I can help you. But if you're at a higher level, like 100 employees or more something, it may be more than I want to bite off. It's been great. You gave us a lot, a lot, a lot of information. I appreciate it. Well, it's been my pleasure. And like I said, I, I always appreciate the time and interest of someone who you know, ask that I be on their podcast. You don't have to do it. And I appreciate the time of the people listening. So to me, I want to contribute to the podcast, but also the people listening. I want you to feel like you're getting some some sustenance. I'm not a male model. I'm not an actor or, you know, some big shot celebrity or, or whatever. So I try to give people honest information that they can latch on to. And I am very sincere. So if people want help, I'm here to help. So that's where I come from. All right. And I appreciate that. And yeah, I, I've seen it. I've seen you uh, on Twitter today. Long, no, on Quora. Uh, I've seen a post today. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's you. That's you all over Quora and Twitter and LinkedIn. I didn't, because I think your your picture's different. Oh, yeah, it is. It, it is. Yeah. I wish I need to fix that. Um, I'm about to, I've, I've been watching you all week, I think. So this is what I have to do. So. Well, listen, yeah, if, if, I, if I slip up, let me know. Oh, yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be. So I might submit an infographic and I put the wrong word or something like that, or I might mess up or something, or you may disagree with something. You may think, no, 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 I disagree with you. If I post something political because I want to vent, you may say, no, I take umbrage with you. Feel free to chime in. I love it. You know, people should be able to express themselves honestly. Don't change who you are because of me. Yeah, we can have a conversation. We don't have to agree on everything. Yeah, if you're a poser or something and and you're saying something because you think you should, but you don't really believe it yourself, that's a fallacy. You're in a false position. Obviously, one of my heroes is Malcolm X because I grew up, you know, as a child, I read his autobiography in high school. And I remember feeling like I got hit by a train when I read it. I just felt like, whoa. And then when I was in college, I, read, I met uh, the late great poet and author, Miri Baraka. He was a, a literary icon. And I, I remember reading it. And one of my favorite quotes is from Malcolm. And he said, if we do not stand for something, we may fall for anything. anything. People take his quote and say it was theirs. It's not theirs. It's his. And I, I I love him because he was always a person who was evolving as a human on so many different levels, just always evolving and growing as a person. You know, when he started out, he would look at someone like me and say, look, stay away from me. You got nothing for me. It doesn't matter what's in your heart. <laughs> stay away. I don't want anything to do with you. As long as you don't come too close to me, we're good. And then as he got to be older and change, he's you know what, maybe we can break bread. You know, maybe I can listen to you and consider what you're saying. And he became a global figure. And Amiri Barak was a great literary icon. He was a lion of letters, just ex- explosive in terms of what he wrote. Wrote an incredible poem about 9-11. And a, his poems were short and sweet, but they were meant to hit you right between the eyes. So when I write, I want to do that. I, I don't think I do it in my blog posts because I think I'm stuck in trying to explain things too much. But in my fiction, I want to do that. 
And in, in, in my books, I want to do that. I want to hit people between the eyes. Yeah. And if you've ever been hit between the eyes, it does get your attention. Stealing? <laughs> no, uh, I, I haven't been hit between the eyes, but um, I did when I was younger. I was very, I wasn't the most coordinated, athletic guy when I was in my teens and twenties. But I probably had my nose broken a couple of times. I I played football, but I wasn't very good. I played basketball, but I couldn't I couldn't do jack. I was tripping over my own feet. And then when I got older, I took Aikido and I loved it. I mean, I loved it. And if there was some place I could have taken it locally, I would have. I, I loved it. But yeah, I did I did have that happen to me one time when I was just when I used to go out more often. Luckily for me, I had friends. Always have a, a bigger, tougher friend than you. You know, if you're an athletic guy, do you want to go out and, and everything? But I'm much more mellow now. And my goal is to help business owners learn from the mistakes of the past, learn from my mistakes, learn from my 20 years working for marketing agencies, my 10 years as a mentor for SCORE, and my years consulting politicians. I did that too. My experience in mediation. Learn from this if you are ready and willing and receptive and you need to grow. So I felt like I had to say that because I don't want people thinking I'm some kind of party animal. I like to tell stories, but I don't want to miss the important messages. Yeah. And I think that is actually a great place to wrap because um, he's brought it back to full circle. Um, Yeah. And I I don't think you're a party animal, just a guy that likes to have fun and likes business. You're a great guy. Your wife is a lucky person to have you. I appreciate you. I I appreciate it. You have a good one. Okay. Absolutely. Thank you so much for for your time. David, that was great. Thanks again for being this week's episode. You know, doesn't that make you want to go watch Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? I know it makes me want to watch it. Anyway, so if you're interested to learn more about David, visit his website, dms.blue. Yes, that is a real website I have visited many, many times. Also, if you want to get more from this episode, um, all the links and resources and everything will be at the Blair will be at BlairRadio.com slash EP28. Wow, we're 28 episodes in. Awesome. Anyway, so I want to thank you all so much for continuing to listen. Please leave a like, subscribe, and or a comment, and I'll talk to you all next week. If you want a hack job website, then you know where to go. But if you want something that's simple and professional, then I got you. At the Blair Group, we develop and we design beautiful WordPress websites and we host them for you with the first year for free. All sites are managed WordPress sites. They're backed up daily. They're super secure and super fast. So you may be thinking, what's a negative? What's the cons? Well, we like to keep it simple and We let the hundreds and hundreds of other freelancers and agencies handle the super complexities involved with a e-commerce site or a membership site. So if you want a nice, simple, quality website, hit me up and visit theblairgroup.com to learn more. Blair Radio, where we turn your online whispers into screams. Learn more at theblairgroup.com. Until next time, be heard.